Welcome to the Share On Air podcast, where we go behind the brand with entrepreneurs to learn their successes and their struggles. We'll also be looking at ways to get your podcast shared on air. But for now, let's get on with the conversation. Today on the Share On Air podcast, I'm joined with Rob and Jacqueline from Turkey and Pistols. Uh, I'm throwing this intro on after the fact. This is a very candid interview. It's not a perfectly polished podcast by any manner of means because the conversation just went on a completely um, awesome direction. And there's tons of motivation, whether you're listening as an entrepreneur or a musician. So this is uh, encompassing both of my huge passions in life. And clearly Rob is very passionate about music and also what he does as a designer and creator at Turkey and Pistols. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and thank you again, Rob and Jacqueline for taking the time to talk with me. Okay, I wanna know where you grew up and what your childhood dream was. Well, I grew up in Lloydminster, which is on the border of Alberta and Saskatchewan. And it's actually Canada's only border city. So ah. it's really interesting. There's other border cities, but it's actually the only, it's Canada's actually owner, only city that's on the border. And it's like on one side, it's Lloydminster. On the other side, it's Lloydminster. So it's claim to fame as Canada's only border city. There's a lot of mixed up weirdness about it. And it was just an interesting place to grow up. I didn't think it was small town. It was a city. Right. And it's still a city. Uh, but it didn't seem as small town as it does now. Okay. <laughs> so that really probably put a lot of them. I mean, there's this weirdness that it's one side Saskatchewan, one side's Alberta. And then the funny part about it is I'm Métis, so I'm half and half, like they say. Well, but that's not really how it works, but kind of <laughs> how was it, the origin. So it's kind of a funny place to be uh, right. a mixed up kid in a mixed in a half town. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, and so it's kind of. I before that though, my family is originally from this little town outside of Lloydminster called Lone Rock, which doesn't even exist anymore. Oh wow! It's this little municipality that they gave up on, and so they're just kind of surviving as this crazy homestead now. I think, or there's just people who are not leaving. But at the time, there was a store and a post office and and a school and all the fun stuff. So we were really country back then, and so that was like the first first early years were there. Um, which is pretty cool and that kind of just I think puts some stuff inside me that I didn't think was there like I'm pretty country now and right. even though I love all kinds of music I it just seems to be the, the top I didn't realize why I'd want to live out here it's like and we lived on the end of town and the right like I'm not I'm not kidding like at the end of my block was just dirt paths and trees right. so it's pretty much like where we live now I love which is it cool. but I mean when I was a kid though I don't know what my dream was I probably had a lot of them, but music and art or being creative was always there. Um, it was just like, I was always, I was into music. It seemed more than other people. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds weird and cliche, but it, even when I was younger, I liked the beach boys and I was like, or I liked really old Chuck Berry music and cool. my friends didn't really know right about that stuff. Right. And, and I had record players and I had a lot of alone time. Cause I was, a, I was like, I'm old, eight years older than my brother. Okay. And so like you kind of were grew up as a bit of an only child at times. Right. So you're kind of by yourself. You don't really want your little kid around. And so you're like music and records and everything was huge part of my life and just being creative. And then I, I kind of, at one point 
thought drawing was going to be it because I really like drawing. Someone I used to draw, try to be a characterist and I draw characters. Cool. And I got paid to do Brian Mulroney when oh. I was like, I don't know, 10 for my, my nice. auntie's uncle or my auntie's uh, um, boyfriend at the time. And I thought, hey, I got paid to do something. Commission. So I thought, it shifted though from what in, what I realized being an artist actually could be, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think I always had a, I wanted to be a rock star I, or, or whatever that meant. And I, <laughs> I, I understand guitar. that. So I guess if, if there's only one dream forever was I wanted to play guitar and I, I didn't know how to do that. And that was just inside of me, this creative thing that could never get out. So I just started drawing and painting. And I actually thought you had to like take a class at school to, to learn guitar and no one sat me down like, here's a G chord. Right. And, and like, I, I just didn't, it didn't seem achievable. Like I could just go to a store and buy a guitar. Yeah. Like yeah. there was just a, like a tiny guitar shop that was, they did had like no name guitars on the wall. And, but it, they also sold like radios and stuff. Right. Cool. Like, so like being a guitar player was always there. And then it just evolved into just being a creative person. So when did Turkey and Pistols come to be? I, like me and Jack moved to Camrose, Alberta for her uh, her radio career. Radio brought us back to Calgary. And so that's when Jack started working at Fuel, met you. And um, we, we started establishing like a real like life and bought a house. And yeah. that's when I'm like, well, I, I, I got space now. I want to tinker. And as a sign or when I was a kid in Lloydminster, you could draw and you could be creative but there wasn't a lot of places to get a job to do that stuff. Right. So I ended up at the sign shops and sign shops were a place where I could design logos, but I first learned how to put signs together. So you're like maintenance and climbing ladders and, and doing that, but you're weeding vinyl and then you're cutting vinyl and you're learning to run the vinyl machine. And, but it was instantly computers and I was already kind of obsessed with computers. And so I kind of took a quick knack to that. And then when I came, came to Calgary I went to school for a little while um like all of that kind of like this whole like life of of this old sign shop in Calgary when we when we moved back I'm like man I want to bring all that to life again just be a bit more tactile I had some other life of a clothing line with my best but some other friends of mine and we with that we found a lot of success there nice so I just kind of one day was like, I want my own stuff because I saw the challenge of just being a designer and not being able to make your own things mm-hmm. and, and have the quality control, sell it. And then the margins just kind of disappear as, as you don't like right. make your own thing. So I just knew one day I just wanted my own shop. I was corporate for a long time, marketing and design. And and uh, it just kind of beat the creativity and the life of like, I want to be my own thing. It yeah. just kind of just eventually took it away. It wasn't because I didn't do great work or or find fun in it. It was eventually there's so many team members and clients that just beat on your ideas. Right. And they just say no a lot of times about the fear or out of a misunderstanding that you just say, Well, why, how could mine ever work? They're saying theirs can't work and they're this big company. But anyways, I had stuff that's tinkering around and then me and Jack moved to Redwood Meadows. I love and, it. And I, I had actually space and we bought a new house because we didn't have a garage and I wanted a shop, but I got a shop in a, in our basement yeah. and I just knew that it could become something. And so, yeah, I, I always say around 2012, I started acquiring 
all my stuff. Yes. And I started making <laughs> signs around 2012. And then when we got out here, I thought, well, let's just make a quick little sign shop. Could be my off, like my hobby shop. I was watching Instagram <laughs> explode. And I saw these people develop hobby shops. And then they were having fun and being creative and just seeing something I wanted to do. I saw Instagram for a long time. And it was just a place where I dumped my inspiration to. Right. And I, I drew inspiration from. Um, but it, I still wasn't sure what to do with it. And I thought, oh, this would be a cool experiment. Social media is blowing up. I've been in marketing and design forever. I know all about this. I've been encouraging my clients to use social media. So why don't I just start my own thing? Yeah. Test Instagram, Facebook, all the things that I do for all these other clients over the years. Lots of digital advertising and website building. I just thought, why don't I just give it to one thing, call it my hobby shop, and it'll just be my side gig. And that got sick, um, a little bit sicker than normal. She's <laughs> got multiple sclerosis, right? And so we've challenged. That's been challenging, but she hit a cha a big, really rough patch while we were here in our new home, and I had this little hobby shop. And, and I was by myself all the time because yeah. he was going to work in the Calgary so. and right. stuff. And so I just was like, you know, so I took three months off work, you know without pay right max out your your holidays and just knew it was time to give it a try but what i found was i wasn't I'm, i wasn't comfortable just having one source of income anymore, right right like, from a corporate place yeah yeah and it wasn't the fact that one day they could fire me it was the fact that one day they could just close mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's not my fault it's right anything Anything One day there. they could just change management and you know what? Let's get these old guys out. Let's put new guys in. Right. So it doesn't matter. Their security is not really a thing, right? Right. You can be a sick, you could be the top lawyer in a, in a, and a partner at a lawyer firm and yeah. you're out. Yeah. That's it. Security's gone. So it was really when I was took three months off, I was, a, it was great and it felt great. We didn't fall into the hole. So I'm like, man, this isn't so bad. Right. So you feel safe. But I realized we need to make another form of revenue. Right. So while we were there, we while I was off, we, we talked about it and what could it be and clothing and printing T-shirts. I was making hobby signs for people, one-off yeah. beautiful wood signs, and I was I was already starting to get into like, can you make me this? Can it was starting to pick up a little faster than I wanted. But every time it turned into, can you make me T-shirts? And I'm right. like, not yet. <laughs> so we thought about like what if we did that like what if we got into that we started a little small little place that she can operate and it keeps revenue coming mm -hmm. and then it just we did some research me and my friend brought a four colors press we were going to turn that into something but me and jack talked about it like well there's this new industry coming it's called direct garment printing it's already established but it was really really growing right you know we can get this machine it seems like it should fit in the basement we should be okay we can manage this um and so we kind of talked about it and, and before we knew it i was like signing a lease to this thing for the next whatever Amazing. life and then and then panic set in i'm yeah. like what the hell did i just do yeah and then i realized like oh i didn't just make our life easier i have to now pay off 600 dollars a month plus right. oh and then i found out about ink costs and it was like crazy <laughs> right but the job started coming right yeah. away yeah like, now i have a printer now i can technically print shirts and uh we just started learning and I so that's that. kind of the like story and 
And it all started because in Leominster, I was, I started, I learned one weird skill, right? Making right. signs that included vinyl and painting signs and installing signs and building signs. And I just thought, you know, take my old life and take me as a designer now of designing logos and brands and t-shirts and all kinds of mm -hmm. stuff for over the years and just put it all together into one unique offering. Right. And that's really, I took a moment once and said, what do I have that's really unique that I can combine and put that out into the world as opposed to just say, oh, well, I'll do that as well. Right. Oh, I make websites as well. Right. Or I, and so I used to get a lot of like, we make my logo, we make my website. It's like, well, this guy's going to make it instead, Rob. I'm like, right. oh, well, okay, cool. Like, that's awesome, right? Yeah. You know, you can just make this yourself, right? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> to get to this point. And then, but when it's like, when it's a unique offering, your own way of doing it, it just seemed like people were like, hey, I want that from you, mm -hmm. right? As opposed to like, oh, well, this guy's giving me a quote and that guy's giving me a quote. So yeah. it was, I took a moment actually to step back way before Turkey and Pistols was really, I'm like, what is it that I have that's unique outside of everything else? So I, I'm creative, I have great ideas, I'm good at this, I can market myself. Well, what's my unique offering like and there's people that have that like an illustrator in my industry some of them are really amazing at a certain style of illustration that's their, their unique offering and they should just run with that mm -hmm. take all the other skills and say that's what i do best right yeah and so that really made made a company as opposed to just being a freelance designer who's right. Kind of jack of all trades, right right which was which would built a successful career yeah. and built us to have really a nice home and everything it just like it eventually didn't seem like how do i differentiate myself from every other creative director in right. canada to be honest right yeah. yeah well now this one does this right so so now we mostly do apparel and don't do a lot of signs right and i i love what you're doing like in the age of vistaprint and canva and all of that stuff i it's so apparent on your on your social media that you it's almost like you're creating apparel and designs for your best buds it, and like it's you can tell there is a genuine relationship and like the thought and the compassion and like the understanding of the brand and everything is so clear in what you're doing it's not just like oh i'll just send off this design and get a crappy shirt with some get the message across it's like these 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 shirts like i don't know how to say it without sounding super cheesy but like they mean something it's like you're proud to wear it it's not like oh it's you know i sent off and got a great deal at vistaprint bob has always uh, been a t-shirt connoisseur as right long as a long time and so he takes the utmost care choosing the shirts for people so it's not like Vistaprint where it's like oh this t-shirt falls apart or yeah. I don't know Vistaprint. like anyways, an, an iron-on like, kind of thing yeah. <laughs> and so it's like he takes the utmost care and you feel the love that's in the shirts like yeah. we create all the shirts with like yeah with yeah. Love. and and cool brands too. you work with really cool clients like i'm kind of i i love okay let's go back as turkey and pistols where's that name come from because that in itself is really unique and really cool it's not like rob's shirt shop it's uh so yeah <laughs> so my whole world before was marketing and branding i had a t-shirt line called good child cartel oh i remember um, yeah 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 and so like 
I always knew it was fun. I, I had lots of businesses. I started freelance businesses when I was younger. Um, but I always knew that it's when I wanted up my own thing and, and it is, it's the toughest thing. How do you come up with a name? Um, I knew you that. Know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wanted something separate from Rob Sachek because I have Rob Sachek Instagram or like I have an Instagram, but I mean, like I have a digital world, right? Like yes. with LinkedIn and whatever. And I wanted a whole different, this is a different world. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted a, just a name that I could like fly a flag under, right? Like, something that you can be proud of but it's also got a voice and a personality of its own mm-hmm. and so that that was really important for me um to just try to find like not just say rob's design yeah um and i was rob subject design for a long time and that still exists but i think for a company you got to have something that you can be proud of yes but also nobody's gonna buy my last name yeah yeah right? so if i grow this into a 10 million dollar company who's gonna to buy my last name and then yeah. run it for me. Yeah. Like that just doesn't, didn't seem right. Like, and, and people use their name and it, it's always successful, but I just wanted something that I could really fly a flag under and, and really use as a separate voice. But you can then, when it's separate from you, you can build a tone, right? Yeah. It's a language. It's not Rob Sajak. It's, it's Turkey and pistols and it has a, a feeling and whatever. And so because I love music so much, I, I would say the, one of the first songs I can ever remember, like actually like hearing and remembering hearing the lyrics. And now I remember it and I listen to it forever is John Prine. Please don't bury me. Right. And so like I've been a John Prine fan for as long as I can remember music. And my uncles are all obsessed hippies. and everyone, <laughs> Love it. Everyone was pot smoking back then and making sure I didn't know about it. So <laughs> like they were responsible, but they were all into their John Prine and, and whatever. And, and then funny enough, I just kind of fell out of like, it just fell out of my brain uh-huh. once. Like I didn't really remember it. And then one day my, my friend brought me a CD at work back in the CD days and puts it on my desk and it's like a dual, dual death. John Prine, The Great Days, best one if you need a John Prine catalog. And it it had all the songs on it. And I was like, it sat on my desk and I was like, oh, I'll listen to it, I'll listen to it. And then one day I put it in and I'm like, I knew all the songs and they oh, just all cool. came crashing back into my brain. It was so crazy and it changed me. I was like back into being a weird country person. <laughs> so I listen to John Prine all the time. And I always think that if you can find a weird name that's buried somewhere in this really cool unique reference I love that it. the really people who love it will know that reference will just think it's the greatest thing ever uh-huh. and then you've got something to talk about but it for you it's got a basis right yeah so for me i was just trying to figure out how so we started a sign shop originally i had a sign cutter i still do a vinyl cutter we built a cnc or i built a cnc two cncs are which are like little robots who make wood signs very cool and uh we were just going to specialize in wood carved signs so that was really the like how do i send that message out like i'm going to be just wood carved sign so one day i'm struggling with all the name and driving into work and john prine's on and there's a song called christmas in prison and it's it's just trucking along and and again i'm just thinking of all kinds of stuff and and but the the first lyrics are it was we had Christmas in, in prison and the food was real good. We had turkey and pistols carved out of wood. And because we wanted to be at this wood carved sign shop, I was like, that's hilarious. What? 
Syracuse Pistols. And so for the rest of the day, it just kind of was in my head, and I was looking it up and listening to the song again and look it up, and I'm like, so crazy. I go, should it be that long? Should it be turkey? Like, oh pistols. my like, gosh. I'm just like, I was like, man, this is cool. And then by the end of the day or whatever, I I thought, man, that's it. And I made a I made a a design, and then I made a sign. And once you make a sign, it's a real thing. And yes. I told a couple of my, couple of my creative friends, and they were like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm on to something, right? One guy thought I was a goof, and I'm like, good, <laughs> good. Um, I was hoping you wouldn't like it. And then it was that kind of idea, but there was just an attitude to it. But from then on, it's always been like, what's where where's the name from it's mm-hmm. been a good conversation piece yeah yeah it has attitude too yes like, and a little bit of things are, at the beginning people were like is it wild turkey and guns i'm like sure if you want it to be like, yeah 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 whatever right and like <laughs> someone's like imagine a turkey with a gun i'm like yeah crazy right like <laughs> people were just running and then then every now and then from like from the john prine song i'm like yeah and like it's like then, so cool. then i talk about john prine forever ever but pretty much <laughs> i did it my favorite part now is i get to talk about john prine every time i like, love it every time there's new john yeah. prine fans in the world because of it it's fucking awesome i love it <laughs> yes and, and then but then so to back up and give it some like real strategy <clears throat> now i have this music-based brand right right um and i kind of just took advantage of it like i'm like well i'm gonna make a a guitar pick logo even though i don't play with a guitar pick um i i'm like but it's an identifiable thing in music yeah, yeah. and i make a lot if i i make a lot of music references on social media mm-hmm. and it just gives my brand a tone of like a, a a basis right and something i can really put around and then i like sharing music on my instagram i love it so it really just kind of all came into one thing one day and that was turkey pistols and it grew and it grew and it grew and yeah it's just evolved but, but it, it's fun because now i yeah i'm really proud of it and yes. and it's not me it's this other voice that i can just imagine if imagine what's turkey and pistols gonna say totally today, right? i totally yeah. get that like with with rocket it's like it's its own entity and it's like yeah. okay what would rocket do right now <laughs> it's like how do you voice yourself and it's it's also a way to be kind of a, a bit braver too because it's like it's not just it's not me it's not emma rushton it's not rob it's it's the brand talking now it's you so you yeah, can absolutely. throw a bit more weight behind it and be like i'm just gonna do it and see what yeah, happens yeah. you don't have to worry about your own public statement yeah later. yeah but i mean for me it's easy like i am just kind of just talking my friends who know me say they can just hear my voice when they're reading the the social post and so they're kind of like they totally uh it's just kind of a little bit of my attitude but it's filtered through my art and it's like what jack was saying earlier i really do love t-shirts they're almost like my favorite thing in the world i do love hoodies almost as much and levi's 501 button flies (laughs) (laughs) but um t-shirts are awesome i have like they're they're really special to me and uh, i think it's about what i really do sell right now is self-expression right people love having a t-shirt right yes and they have they want it to be what they are um whether it's like actually a word or it's their favorite brewery yeah or their favorite team or their favorite city or 
their favorite board shop in Lloydminster. Like, right. like people right. want to say, I got this shirt from Lloydminster and they, you know, mm-hmm. and so what we try to do is just make special items. And there was a moment that got, that made, that made it very different for me that I wasn't just making shirts. Mm-hmm. Cause one day I looked at, I don't need, I haven't looked at the total print number yet, but one day it was like realized like we, we sent out 10, 20,000 pieces of clothing out. 30,000 who knows right wow and that means like there was one for all the small brewers and it, they got together for this big festival we sent 200 shirts and i could see them handing them out to all these different people from all over alberta and they're all entrepreneurs and they're all hard working and i'm like we made shirts that are on these entrepreneurs mm-hmm. so i realized what we don't do is like we don't just make t-shirts we make clothing for people people yeah. wear them on our back and some of them their favorite shirt yeah i hear it all the time it's their favorite shirt and i don't think they're just pumping my tires to get a new shirt but like it's like that's what we're trying to do right like connect and make sure you're not just gonna get t-shirts you're gonna get something that someone might wear and so your shirt doesn't have to just have your logo slapped on a basic tee it could be be somebody's favorite t-shirt forever and it's your accounting company who knows right like yeah it, it could be better than it is. So for me, it's really awesome. And then to think that these people are just still wearing our shirts is fantastic. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because when, when I was working on, on my logo for Rocket too, that was that was kind of my main goal was like, I want it to be something that people will wear. It's not just a corporate squiggle that doesn't actually, like you want some, someone to feel something. and And it's really... I'm really happy to to hear that from you because again, following your Instagram and stuff, I'm like, oh God, this guy is just so effortlessly cool. <laughs> and he has all of these effortlessly cool clients and it's all just like, there it is, all this cool stuff. And I'm like, actually, no, there's a hell of a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes to pull off this effortlessly cool apparel. And so it's like, it comes off as like, yeah, dude, I just made another shirt for this really cool client, but it's not quite as easy as that. But your your um your branding, just everything that you're doing, just is like, yeah, you're the cool kid in town for sure. And I'm I'm so happy that you're loving it so much. It's just hearing how it's all come together and like your passion for shirts. You're you're back in a small town in the outside of a big town and oh you guys are doing your thing and it's every time that we catch up I'm always just so happy to to see you guys because you know as well you're you're both very genuine people and it's not just the Instagram perfect world it's like life is happening too and you're always very genuine and honest about you know yeah we're entrepreneurs it's it's a struggle it's a challenge it's hard work um but you're you're doing really really well at it and it makes me so happy so it's nice because we met in radio school, so we spent the two years getting to know each other. Well, the first year getting to know each other, the second year dating and, and beyond, but it was nice every day we were able to work together now, and we've been around each other all the time, like with our weird shift work, well, mine and whatever, so now having the company that he created that yes. we can just, we're the mom and pop shop. Yes. And- and get to see each other every day, which is like the dream. Totally. Like, I mean, I've been, I don't want to say I'm fortunate, but it's been awesome to, to 
work with all of these brands that are really great. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why I don't want to say unfortunate is because like you said, it's been a lot of work, yes. right? It's not just been an accident, but I've been, I'm really happy. I'm like, this is awesome. And, and it does, the clients just kind of start to attract each other. But the whole point of it is, is to be near my wife every day. And that's the like, oh. you do that, like the rest is easy. And I'm here at home. I'm in, I built a shop with effort. Sorry, like, keep going. Keep making me cry. <laughs> We're both crying, Jack, and I got <laughs> pathetic. Rob, you little heartbreaker, you. <laughs> but yeah, like with it, with all of the 20 years of experience of hard work, of meeting people, like going through different projects, that's the end result for me to be able to be able to go confidently. I'm okay. Yes. I can go home and do this, right? Yes. And now I can run it on my own. And now I can do it my way. Uh -huh. um, I've been really interested in working remote all the time. So I've always been near Jack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this is the life, right? Like yeah. being able to just go to wherever that's close, do yeah. your task, do your work, make your, earn a living. Yeah. And then it just happens to be your art as well. Like yeah. I think what we make is art, not t-shirts, mm -hmm. but um, it's pretty fun. But yeah, you build it your life so you can be at home to be near Jax, to help her to be around like, like that's that's why you get into the business. And then the rest seem to start coming a lot easier. Yes. I'm just going to put my voice out and I'm going to put my brand out and I'm going to start differentiating myself from my other customers. And it just built a comfortable space to yeah. be home. Right. And I think that's what entrepreneurs need to really realize when you yes. start a business. It's the success, everything will come year after year. It'll just keep picking up, picking up, picking up. As long as you keep putting in the exact same amount of effort, mm -hmm. you don't have to keep cranking it up every yes. year. Just keep it consistent. But you should be building a way so you can be around your family. Yes. You can go get a haircut. Yeah. You can take Friday off whenever the hell you want. Right? Yes. And that's it. Like that's the yes. whole point. And if you have a passion, then sell bikes, build bikes, sell guitars, yes. build guitars. That's what I mean. Sell guitars or build guitars. Sell sneakers or build sneakers. Yes. Like, build it or sell it. Build it or sell it, right? Just find whatever you love. But make sure you're like, yeah, you don't need to be in the mall. And then you're just away from home every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to compare myself to a farmer. I a farmer has to kind of work all the time. Mm -hmm. So they just work and they work. And then at the end of the day, they just come home and they have some supper and maybe a couple of beers and play some guitar and mm -hmm. start over. But they've built themselves a lifestyle that's outside their door. Most yes. Of the time, yes. Right? And exactly. I think that's the lifestyle. You know? 100%. I, yeah. Yes. Uh, all of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And it's like, oh. Yeah, I could go off on a whole other, like, um, just, you know, people are like, how are you and Jason, your first year of marriage and you were locked down for the whole of COVID? And we were like, basically, we've been on vacation for a year together. And like, I've been with my best friend having the best time. And my commute is now upstairs to go and work with clients that I love online, doing something that I'm so unbelievably passionate about. So yes, incredibly lucky. But one, a woman once told me she was from a school at the curry barracks which obviously is not there anymore but um 
I remember saying to her, I've been so incredibly lucky with how successful the business is. And she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She was like, exactly what you were saying, Rob. She's like, you have not been lucky. You've worked really hard. It's just that yeah. you're passionate about what you're working on, that it's not like you've been a slave to a nine to five doing something that you hate and now you're getting results. It's like, because you're loving it. And like, I'm sure you do this all the time too. Rob is like, you'll be working on something until like three o'clock in the morning and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize, but you're just like so into it and so in it that it's like, if you were yeah, doing this for something else, it would be like, oh, three o'clock in the morning and I'm, I'm starting yeah. to get run down and sick and all the, you know, it's. I think it's like, for me, I've learned to not put, go till three in the morning, but I will say <laughs> I'll go till it felt like the project's done that day. Yeah. And that's what yeah. shifts an entrepreneur because I will say in a normal office setting or with a team, you're, you're restricted by everybody else's schedule. Yes. And so. And as more responsibilities come into di people's different worlds with families and whatever, that time frame as a team gets isolated, and so you never can get into your flow state. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as an as a as an entrepreneur that's doing the work myself, um, and that's the other thing. Like we, it's just me and Jack. Like yeah, we do all the marketing, the advertising, the bookkeeping, the like invoicing, plus the designing and the production and the folding and the delivering. Yeah. But it's also we control all the quality across the board. Totally. Right? So, but I mean, I will work till eight or 10 and then be like, you know, it's, I just, I'm about to hit 50. I may as well just hit 10 more. Yeah. But then I'm, I know that I can go upstairs. Yeah. Like yeah. the farmer, he just has to park the combine and then yeah. just go yeah. inside and get his beer. So I go upstairs and get one or two IPAs. <laughs> there you go. And I'm still looking for an IPA sponsor if anybody's out there. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh. and then like for you, like it, it's good because you have to learn to be around your partner and still be a successful entrepreneur or business yes. owner, or even just a good partner that has a job. Like you should be able to be stuck with each other forever. And me and Jack were yeah. lucky yes. that we moved to Camrose. We didn't know anybody. So I just forced her to go to Eastside Mario's all the time. <laughs> every, every Friday. And then she would drive home. That was perfect. <laughs> I would drive her there, and then she's yeah. like, "Then you will drive home now." Like you, you be around your partner, and then all of a sudden, now you're like, "I always tell Jack because she's she's not on radio anymore," and you know, of course, people miss it. I never went into it, so right. don't forget that you do. Like I'm, I never even went into it. Yeah. But like, it's like if we had turkey and pistols and it would be successful right now, I'd be like, you know what? You're going to quit that radio job yeah, yeah. and you're going to come help me make shirts because totally. this would be a lot more, make a lot more sense. Right. Yes, yes. And I think that's what couples eventually do. Right. Mm -hmm. If you, if they're entrepreneurs inside them and they have a small business, make it a family business. Yeah, and 100%. and I, even I, before, before that, I was always thinking about how could I build something so I can get my parents around me and employ people. Cause Eventually, I was around with all these people I didn't know for so long, and you become friends with them through work, and it's those work acquaintances that fade away. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? If it's going to be that, I just want it to be either my best friends or my family, and yeah. that's it. I'll make fun money with them. I can make money with strangers. I may as well make money with my family, right? I love and it. Be around them, and they just happen to be fun people to be around. So that <laughs> was oh. So this is an interesting thing. 
So to get into SAIT, I had to write an essay about the future of radio. Uh And I'd already been listening to podcasts before they were called podcasts Mm -hmm. and streaming radio stations. So I did this whole thing about streaming radio stations before they were called podcasts. And I was like, well, you're going to be able to download them. Like you do like a regular show, but then you just can listen to it whenever, right? On your own time. I just thought the radio stations would disperse them. I thought this would be a really Mm -hmm. smart idea, right? Um, Uh, And I wish I could find the essay because I swear it was just like predicting. Yeah, Nostradamus over here. (laughs) Before I left Evans Hunt, my (laughs) company, I was was convincing all these places. I was convincing like these branding companies to do podcasts. I was mm-hmm. telling the tourism Calgary to do a podcast. We were going to, there was all these big brands. I'm like, there's podcasting's coming and man, you should watch it happen. And so now I'm really happy how much it's opened up people to be content wise. Mm-hmm. Like they're expressing themselves more. Everybody's got a podcast to kind of help define their brand and anything. And it's really just mm-hmm. pushing the technology. It's yeah. super cool. Um, but yeah, it's been really interesting to watch people just kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to be in content now too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's evening the playing field. It's doing a lot. So a lot of interesting shit's happening. Right it now. is. It is. It's yeah. it's amazing. Like, now, like I just did a, a thing online and we had people from, um, shit, we're all, basically all over the world. There were people from Nigeria and like it was just incredible it was like people from arkansas and like just like whoa what are you what are you doing on my little webinar thing that was like so cool to suddenly be like and i think everyone else is thinking oh we don't i mean obviously okay there's there's support local but then there's also now it's like local can be global now so much easier with social media, it's always, that's always, I've always thought about it. Like you may be the only one in your community, but you might find a group online that's 11,000 people that think exactly like you yeah. in a good way, right? Yeah, Hopefully. Yeah. Um, and they'll support your your crazy ideas and they think your logos are hot and they think your songs are great and they write songs just like you. Or what I love about music right now is how many people I'm, I'm finding that are so unique of a style mm-hmm. and when the world catches they're like holy i've never heard anything like that yeah. and it's like yeah because no one ever would have tried that but this yeah. guy in jamaica that uses one string yeah yes. brushy one string yes. have you ever heard okay seen this guy? i'm gonna look this up brushy chicken in the string. corn that's all you gotta look up chicken in the corn okay it's like awesome and and so like you said from all over the world this next this little songwriter or colter wall from S- saskatchewan he's now like the biggest deal in the United States and country music. Like that shit can happen now with social media. And even so like everyone has an opportunity to put your brand out. And there's right now, there's an interesting time with COVID because it's an, it even the playing field, no matter what anyone wants to think. Yeah. And I know I could, you know, anybody, the person in Cochrane, you, anybody could write a song and release it right now Mm -hmm. and has about just as much chance as like anybody else. Really? I'm not going to say Taylor Swift, but, you know. She's got a bit of a bigger marketing budget than I do, but other than that. (laughs) But the interesting part is they're all releasing it all the same way. They all have to do digitally. They can't tour. They have to, like, so you're you're playing, your starting point's the same. She just has, like, like somebody's pushing her from behind, right? (laughs) 
I, I really like it right now with social media. <laughs> that, like, face. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Such good. is the music industry. <laughs> well, it's like you can run your race by yourself or some people are helping you run it. Yeah, right? yeah, and that's yeah. But, but truthfully, like in all the other times, like the depression and after war, like big companies grew out of like these like downtimes, right? Yes. So when the whole world has to stop, people who pivoted, yeah. like, became these iconic companies we know totally like all the biggest distilleries in the in in canada are from the prohibition time when no one else was making booze right right and they shifted and they started doing it differently and then importing it and like everything changes so big industries and in the uk like some of the biggest sausage companies in the world are from the time when they like had to like stop production and they all shifted to, to dried meat. It's just I really love important. I love your 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 knowledge of the British sausage industry. This <laughs> it's funny because I was talking, but, but so you so you brought it up like um, not having a community. So I actually was talking to another like gentleman, entrepreneur, or business owner who I grew up with, and he was telling me these same stories. Yes. He's he's the one who told me about the sausage. That it's like these companies are How the biggest companies in the world. And, but it was cool to talk to him because he's a chocolate maker. Oh. Right? And he couldn't open and he couldn't give it. He had made chocolate bunnies for Easter. He had oh. made gelato. He had all like it all lined up for summer. And who knows? But his attitude was, hey, who knows? I might come out the other side the best whatever in the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. With people just sharpening their skills or applying them just a little differently. So. I think it's really cool right now. I think podcasts could be anybody could be the next one as long yeah. as you got good content. Yeah, I love music right now because I truly believe as long as you have like you, I don't even believe in those the, like the voice shows. I think it's the people who have that would never make it on the first two stages. Their crazy voice is what everybody wants. Yeah, as long as they can find the right producer and stuff. Yeah. It's really exciting what's happening right now. So good luck to you guys. Cause yeah. I think it is like what everything could really. It totally is. Work. It's just hard work, right? Yeah. Yeah. And being like genuinely committed to your passion. Cause if you're just faking it to make some cash at this time, it's not going to last. You ain't going to. I want to do great work. I don't want to do lots of work. Yeah. There's lots yeah. Of I need to pay my mortgage and so does the other apparel company. So if it doesn't work out with me, hopefully they'll use them and we'll all survive and my industry will survive. But like, I don't want to work harder. This is this is the end of it. But I still want to do great work. I yeah. want to get work. I want, I want, but I want to be careful on how I do. But I have a lot to share with the business world and people who right. have been through it. And I know, you know, I just, that's more what I would love to, I love talking about. And it's funny. I don't even follow my competitors. I don't even know what anybody does in the industry. I'm just turkey and pistols. I do it my way and, and don't, don't just try not to do anything any, like anybody else. Really? I if you love... follow your competitors, you'll feel bad when they're getting jobs. You don't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so what's the point? And then right? you start, you find yourself going over into that kind of lane too. You, your, your own creativity just starts fading because you're like, well, well they seem to be doing, being really successful doing that. So why, like yeah. I should go, well, Right. Yeah. And, and you see them, you're like, okay, well, we'll have a bingo night. What else do right, they do? We'll, right. we'll do that as well. Right. And it's just like, well, why don't you just, that's why for me, I'm like only inspiration, only people that I would like want to work with brands and logo designers from all over the world that are just 
drive and inspiration into yeah. my brain. And then I don't really know what my competitors are doing. Like, because I won't, it won't help me. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like, is it necessary? Not now. Not, not it won't help right me be now, really no. unique, right? Yeah. Well, and that, again, I'll always relate things to music. Like you could try to learn all the chords, but you just got to learn them your way on your guitar with your scummy mm -hmm. strings. And it's going to sound that way. And then that's it. Like that's your sound. That's yes. it. That's uh, it. That's yes. Yes. Right. Right. Oh, and I have this with singing all the time. It's like, I want to sound like this person or that person. And it's like, no, but they sound like them because they're them. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you want to sound like them because they sound unique and like themselves. So can you please do yourself a favor and sound like you? <laughs> I was always, I just dropped those things like, oh, I love her vibrato. And like, um, this sounds, I wish my, I had the range or whatever. And then he says exactly what you just said all the time. And it's yeah. finally sunk in. Yes. Because that's the thing. It's like, there's only one of you. Yes. Unique. Yes. People want to hear what you sound like. I love songs. I, I realized I, I love songs more than I love the artist or yeah. whatever. I yeah. love the songs and I'm a songwriter and it's so important to me. So when I try to tell people and the way I see it is like, I'm just going to say these words that were supposed to be said this way. Yeah. And whatever comes out of my sound with my guitar, that's, that's it. Right. That's as best as I can do it. And that's how these really unique artists are found. And yes. just listen to John Bryan. I mean, like he sounds like he's talking half the time. Right. But those are the type of people that are really I'm drawn to because those songs are Bonnie Raitl recorded and then when a bunch of Grammys, right? Like it's the <laughs> Jax, song you're hearing so it in your head right now. You're yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 like, I love Bonnie Just Raitl. grooving away over there silently in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for yeah. your students, like singing, it's, it's really, they need to find that song that they could tell it like it's a story they yes. know. Yes. And then all of a sudden it just comes out perfectly. You want to come teach at the studio, Rob? You're like an inspiration, you're a motivational speech, speecher. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm crying. I can't even speak properly. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I just like people being creative and not being scared of it right? yeah like it's yeah it's the most special thing in the world and like everyone in the world wants to be creative it's so weird um they're all seeking it in some form even when they're super successful they'll they'll have like a wall of guitars at home right they're yeah. like oil and gas exactly yes it. and and you just want that moment of i always think about everybody needs their like their Johnny be good moment yeah in back to the future yes. where yes. there's Marty McFly yes. and they're just like this is it. And I mean, if we all could get that one yeah, time in our life, I think that's it. The rest yeah. of us can just end. And we're, we're Marty McFly for one night. Just that's, yeah. your kids are going to love yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Rob and Jacqueline, for such a great conversation. Go check out Turkey and Pistols online on Instagram and uh, social media. Great couple, great business, really, really cool stuff. So thanks for listening. And we'll be back with lots more inspiration from other entrepreneurs very soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Please feel free to follow Share underscore on air on social media and visit shareonair.ca online for more information. Thanks again and we'll see you soon.